Hey everybody, welcome back to Going For Two with Jack Taylor. My name is Jack Taylor. My name's Hunter Two. And uh, yeah, week six of college football. It's no more fun than it was last week. Uh, welcome back. Yeah, yeah. This is, fun. This, fun is times certain, this is certainly one of the football seasons for Mississippi State. And this will certainly be one of the episodes for, for Going For Two. Um, at this point, we're just living for, for the pick'em, which doesn't even have any implications. It's just fun. And, and the, the Instagram questions. So thank you guys for sending those. We'll get to those, obviously, at the end of the show. Uh, we will do um, some sort of, of review of last week's game and a bare-bones preview of uh, this Western Michigan game, which might be one of two games that Mississippi State wins from here on out. Again, if you came here for sunshine pumping, keep on keep on going. This is not what you're gonna find here. There, there's um, a there's a thing that goes around. It's like you're not mad about the Alabama game. You're mad about South Carolina. Yep. <laughs> I, mm-hmm. I, I I'm mad yeah, about I every prom- game. <laughs> yeah, I promise. If we're three and two right now with uh, a win over South Carolina instead of a loss versus South Carolina, I'd be a little happier, but we just look just as bad in every single game we play. So, um, but as we're low in our spirits, you might think we're in need of a little motivation. So, uh, we have that actually an AI motivation. And, and usually we tell you the source. We tell you, uh, who, whose point of view this is supposed to be from but this time we decided not to tell you, it'll be a little game that the listeners have to, um, have to guess. So listener, um, Listen up, because this is AI motivation from an anonymous source. Brothers, <laughs> I know you're feeling low right. <laughs> I know you're feeling low right about now. You've been losing games left and right, and you're not even close to the top of the SEC West. You've even you're you've been getting <laughs> beat by teams that you should you should have crushed. Nope. And you're not playing like the Bulldogs that you are. You've been having trouble moving the ball, stopping the other team, and making big plays. You've been making errors, giving up turnovers, and allowing sacks. You've been disappointing yourselves, your coaches, your fans, and your school. But brothers, let me tell you something. You can't quit now. You can't let this rough patch break you. You can't let this bad vibe... (laughs) and fear get into your heads and hearts. You can't let this season go to waste. You have to bounce back. You have to dig deep. You have to find that spark, that drive, that pride that you want to play for Mississippi State in the first place, that made you want to play for Mississippi State in the first place. Brothers, you have to remember who you are. You are Bulldogs. You're tough. You're loyal. You're strong. You're winners. You have a history of overcoming odds, defying critics, and proving people wrong. You have a tradition of excellence, hard work, teamwork, leadership. You have legacy of greatness, of champions, of legends. Brothers... You have to believe in yourselves. You have to believe in your teammates. You have to believe in your coaches. You have to believe in your fans. You have to believe in your school. You have to believe that you can turn this season around and that you can win the next game, that you can make it to a bowl game, and that you can shock the world. Brothers, you have to train hard. <laughs> you have to say your prayers. You have to eat your vitamins. You have to study film, learn your learn from your mistakes, improve skills, execute plays you have to practice with intensity with focus with discipline with enthusiasm and you have to prepare for every opponent every situation and every challenge brothers 
you have to play with heart. You have to play with passion. You have to play with courage. You have to play with pride. You have to play with respect. You have to play with honor. You have to play with everything you've got. Brothers, you have to listen to me now. I've been where you are. I've faced the highs and lows of this business. I've been cheered and booed by millions of fans. I've won and lost championships. I've made friends and enemies. I've seen it all and done it all in this industry. But brothers, let me tell you something else. Nothing compares to the thrill of stepping into that ring, or in your case, that field, that's a little hint, and putting on a show for the people who, you lo- who you love you and support you. Nothing compares to the feeling of giving your best and achieving your goals. Nothing compares to the glory of being a champion. So brothers, what are you waiting for? Get up from that locker room floor and put your helmets and pads on. Get out there and show them what Mississippi State football is all about. And brothers, one more thing. I want to call out some of the players on the team who need to step up their game. Will Rogers, you're the quarterback and the leader of this offense. You need to be more accurate with your passes and more careful with the ball. You completed only 60% of your passes for 1,090 yards and eight touchdowns and four interceptions. That's not good enough for a senior who's played 29 games in his career. You need to improve your decision-making and your pocket presence. Ryland Godey, you're the tight end and the target of this offense. You need to be more productive with your catches and more versatile with your routes. You've only caught three passes for 28 yards and no touchdowns in three games while making two starts. That's not impressive for a graduate transfer who's played 25 games in his career. You need to get open more often and make more plays. Jordan Davis, you're the defensive end and the leader of this defense. You need to be more disruptive with your pass rush and more consistent with your run, run, with your run defense. You've recorded five sacks and 35 yards lost for nine tackles, and nine tackles for loss with for 40 yards. That's impressive, but not enough for a graduate transfer who's played 25 games in his career. You need to pressure more quarterbacks and stop more running backs. DeCamerian Richardson, you're the cornerback and the playmaker of this defense. You need to be more aggressive with your coverage and more opportunistic with the ball. You've intercepted two passes for 29 yards and defended four passes. That's not good. <laughs> that, that is good, but not outstanding for a senior who's played 28 games in his career. You need to cover more receivers and create more turnovers. <laughs> Brothers, these are just some of the players who need to... <laughs> <laughs> you need to step up their game, but you all need to do your part. You all need to work together as a team. You all need to support each other as a family. You all need to play for each other as a brotherhood. Brothers, you have the talent, the potential, the, the opportunity to turn this season around. You have the power, the spirit, the will to win every game. You have the heart and the passion and the pride to be champions. So, brothers, are you ready? Are you ready to fight? I think that was kind of, I don't know if they're going to be able to guess who that was. Um, I don't know. The whole in the ring thing. Yeah. yeah uh, that that might have given it away. Uh, maybe. But, how, how, do you, how long was that? Um, it appeared to be five minutes. <laughs> <laughs> well, that was lovely. Thank you guys so much if you're still listening to this. Or if it, you just skipped and, and made it to this point. I'm sorry. Imagine if we um, like, sold a sponsor spot for the AI motivation. <laughs> yeah, we would be making tens of dollars. Um, we'd make we'd be making dollars. We'd be making ones of dollars. One singles of dollars. <laughs> um. Yeah. Well, there you go. That that provided enough entertainment. I don't even think we have to talk about the Alabama game. But I, I don't, since I, yeah, since since we've made a commitment to do so, um, let's talk about it a little bit. I will say I watched um. 
watch much more intently to the uh, Ole Miss and LSU game. Um, this this game became an afterthought, and after I saw uh, Milrow run for 50 yards into the end zone, jog 50 yards into the end zone, um, I I really put it on the back burner. Um, but I'll start out with with a positive, a positive like the blood type, a single positive. Um, our defense started out hot, a defense that has been bad um, for you know coming into this game. Four out of four games they've been bad. Um, they started out really hot against Alabama through the first two drives. They sacked Milrow twice. They forced two fumbles. One of those is actually on a on a punt return. So um, it's not the defense, but defense and special teams, whatever. Um, we forced two fumbles and then uh, forced two punts. We forced one. One of them was a three and out. One of them was a four play drive. Um, but man, the, it looks so good. Yeah. And we uh, had we were... a, a crowd of over sixty thousand. The defense started hot. We we had everything in place for for our offense to come in and then take the game by storm, score on the first drive and like we might could make something happen, um, but I'll, I'll I'll just let you let you fill in what exactly the offense decided I wanted, to do. I uh, wanted to point to we were severely undermanned um, uh, for the defensive line in this game. Yeah, um, yeah, kind of horrible, but we had Don Terry Russell back. Um, one of the young guys that we wanted to see play, uh, maybe some mm-hmm. speed. And on that first, those first two drives, uh, instant, instant difference. Yeah, that that was really good to was. see. But you just knew going into this game, and not sure how it's going to go the rest of the season that there wasn't much depth. Um, right. Yeah. But yeah, after that first punt, um, of course, because why not? Um, it was down at the one, so that mm-hmm. drive didn't do much we kind of just got got it out of the end zone so we could get a punt off ran a, ran a qb sneak with will so that was fun yeah yeah um and then yeah just two three and outs and then a pick six so that was that was, that was, that was kind of fun yeah and, and like i said our defense started out hot i know i mentioned the crowd but it, uh, a crowd of sixty thousand might not seem like much but it was it was literally it was getting in the the Alabama. It was getting in their heads. Like you could tell that it was it was making them struggle in the first couple of drives. Um, I mean, some miscommunication with Milrow and on the play call caused a, a snap to go off his helmet, and we weren't able to recover that. But I mean, there there were some obvious like issues there with communication because of the crowd, and that's what the team's been been begging for is the crowd to show up. And sixty thousand plus showed up for the first time this year, and that's what we give them. Um, but, uh, yeah, so the two, three and outs, um, that our offense ran and then after the pick six, uh, our defense didn't, our defense only held Alabama to one scoreless drive the rest of the game. So for the, for the second, third and fourth quarters, there was only one scoreless drive in there. Um, so that, that's a pick six is, is pretty demoralizing there. Um, I mean, obviously, you know, the defense kind of shut down after that. Um, and, and that, that just brings me into Will, uh, Will, it it seems like the staff is prepared to die with him, um, prepared to go down with the ship. And, um, just in this game, his three interceptions, one of them being a pick six, but his three interceptions led to 17 Alabama points. 14 of those were in the first half, the pick six, and then the, the really terrible interception with one minute to go in the, in the half. Uh, and they're able to score 30 seconds later, three, three plays later. Um, so that's 14 points in the first half 
Um, just gonna say, you know, going into half down down twenty one is uh, that's pretty much a guaranteed loss. But can you imagine those two interceptions don't happen and we go into halftime down seven with that crowd still in the game and yeah, we get and, the ball in the second half? Yeah, and, and I know it's and, a different game at that point, but we came into the second half and scored on the first drive. And, and so. we, we had good drives before we like. You saw like the Arnett thing about what he said about before halftime running it like trying to go score yeah yeah um no um don't kneel there um scared money don't make money yeah Uh, i mean you have you have a minute and i'm i don't know what our timeout situation was at that point it doesn't matter it's college football (laughs) it doesn't matter (laughs) yeah um that that's on that's on number two um Mm -hmm. go out there and make the plays um yeah, I, I really don't want to hear Zach Arnett. I don't think he has to take up for Will. Well, why does he a, have to take up like, for him? Will's a quarterback who, in his last three years, has been really good at two-minute drills. So, I mean, why why not there? We have a great kicker for the first time in a while. Get him get him into his field goal range. If it, it, three points. Come on. Uh, but but that's <sighs> just on number two there. Yeah, it really is. First play of, first play of that drive. Um, man, that sucks. Yeah. yeah. Um, this week it, it marked an, or this past week marked another uh, week of starting quarterbacks just tearing us up in SEC play. Um, yards wise, uh, obviously Milrow didn't didn't tear us up, but just just percentage wise, he was ten of twelve. Um, it moves the line with these past three weeks of fifty eight of sixty six, eighty eight percent between uh, Daniels. Spencer Rattler and now Milrow. You um, remember a pass breakup during that time? I I really can't. <laughs> I really can't. Like, it's it's kind of brutal. Um, I mean, like the one against South Carolina might be considered a pass breakup, but there was a clear pass interference. Um, it's it's so kind of wild. I, I don't understand. Our, our defense cannot do much. Um, no. And, uh, I mean, we can, like, say, oh, it's going to get better. Are our better bodies walking through the door? Um, it appears that they are leaving. So, yeah. Um, yeah, it, it's not good. It's, yeah. it's not good at all. 88% completion percentage against us is, is crazy. That, that is a number I've, I've literally never seen. I've <laughs> that that's so that's so wild to me the sec single season record for a quarterback i mean will was like dangerously close to that with like 75 or something like that i mean that's that's unbelievable and that's milrow i mean that brings me into this point uh i mean truly Coming into this game and now looking back at it, I mean, this this is not one of the better Alabama teams we've played in the last 16 years. I'll say that because that's how long their winning streak against us is. Um, this is probably one of the worst teams, the worst Alabama teams that we've played in that time. Um, and it's, I think, easily might be the worst quarterback situation we've seen from them. Um, I mean, at the very least, they've, they've had a game manager. At their best, they've had Heisman Trophy winners. Um, and we had the best crowd we've had in probably two years, maybe three years. Um, 
start the game good on defense. And it just we were still never in this game at all. I mean, not and, at and all. And we put I, up like okay drives offensively. Yeah, which which sucks because the rest of the game was awful. Yeah, and this Alabama team, they're they're not that good. Um, I, I did yeah. a little um, SEC um, single season completion percentage thing. Um, the mm-hmm. highest ever was Mac Jones in 2020 at 77.4. <laughs> so uh, there we so are. Stupid. Um, yeah, I know. I talked. I talked about you know how how big of a deal it was for us to go down 21 at halftime. Um, just. Alabama scored 31 points in the first half against us. 24 of those were given up by our um, by our defense, but you know, so 14 of them were Will Will Rogers is responsible for. Um, just going through the the five games that Bama's played at this point, um, they scored 28 in the first half against Middle Tennessee. Um, they scored six in the first half against Texas, three in the first half against South Florida, six in the first half against Ole Miss, and then 31 in the first half against Mississippi State. Um, that's just that's the saddest stat I've ever seen. Maybe, maybe sadder than the eighty-eight percent. That's not sadder than the eighty-eight percent completion percentage, but it's 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 up there. Um, I don't know how it is. It is, it is this bad. Um, is this the part where we talk about firing Arnett? I'll let you take that. I'm, okay, I'm not um, quite there. Yeah. So so, I, I don't. You know, if you're listening to this, you probably listen to other media um an article came out over on on three by one of their national guys it was the hot seat um, rankings and zach arnett made a list that was that was interesting and they had his full contract details um i don't know this but it does doesn't seem like a guy would a national writer would go out and be like hey look a three and two team with a first year head coach let me do a Freedom of Information Act request to see his contract. To just, to, you know, check it out. I mean, they're, they're like the record that we expected them to be. So, I mean, why, why, would, why would a big national guy check it out? Um, it, contract looks good um, on paper for Mississippi State firing Arnett after year one. Um, we would own fifty percent of his of his remaining contract, but if he gets another job, that subtracts out of the amount. So, say he went and got a defensive coordinator job in the Big Ten, made one point five million, we would be firing him for like five hundred thousand dollars over the next three years. Yeah. So, very very cheap. Right. Keep in mind, like the Jimbo Fisher thing is over like seventy six million. Yeah. Well, what about, like, who would be some potential replacements? Obviously, Matt Brock getting promoted to head coach, but... God. Um, um, I'm, not, I'm not too sure who we would even target at that point. Um, Gus Malzahn has been a weird name. I don't. I don't know about that one. I would like it. Not sure how the rest of the fan base would like it. Um, Jake Dickert at Washington State. That that's a pretty good one. And then Mike Elko at Duke. Um, what he's done there has been very very impressive. Um, see if he yeah. Can bring how long has he been there? You know. Anything. I think like 
three years. Okay. Man. I think it's two. It's, that's been a quick turnaround for them. It's kind of impressive. Um, Mike I, I'm not, we could I'm, get him would be kind of neat. Not gonna lie. I am not quite there um, on, on firing our net. I, know I might should be at this point, but I just... What game are we going to win point, the rest of the season? What? What what two games are we going to win the rest of the season? Well, three games. Give me the two non-cons and the and the SEC game where we're going to win. Do we? Can we only win three? I mean, I think so. I, th- I, I think mean, it's going to be hard to win three. I I think we will win one SEC game. I don't know which one that will be, but I think we'll win one. I I do we wish. Can stop a cold. <laughs> and it, I just wish our, our coaching staff would stop stay, stop saying stuff like, yeah, Mike Wright really deserves an opportunity, or yeah, this player really deserves this, or our team really should have done this. I'm like, you're the you're the coaching staff. Like, if stuff's gonna happen, do you want a fan to come on the field and make the change? Arnett like, has Arnett said like. Um, we came. We were. We had a poor plan for the fourth time this year. It's week five, right? <laughs> I mean, I, I'm I'm all for a coach like taking taking the blame if if it's something that he's done. But if it's every single week, I mean, it's it's insanity at that point. But I, that's not even my main complaint. It's it's literally just them like agreeing with the fans that yeah, this player should deserve does deserve a chance at this position or something, and they're not giving it to him. And it's like they're they're just willing to die with what they've what they decided preseason was going to work, and not willing to make any change. So, I I really don't see a path for more than five wins. Right. Um, I honestly, at the moment, don't see a path to think. I think we might be winning four. Yeah, that's kind of. I'm I'm at a point where I'm I'm going to be happy with anything more than four. Um, I've come to terms with that, and that's going to put an end, obviously, to our one calling card. I think Mississippi State is is claiming to is that we've been to a bowl game every year for the last thirteen years. Um, so that's that's a fun first year for Zach Arnett. But I do think he will get a he will get a chance to be the coach next year. That's that's my prediction. I'm um, all right. Uh, last thing with the Bama game, uh, we finally did get our passing touchdown against Alabama. At, not only did we get a passing touchdown against Alabama for the first time since 2014, first time at home since 2011. So, um, big day for Mississippi State. Um, did, couldn't digits. do it in the air raid, but what? Scoring double digits was kind of fun. Yeah, there you go. Um, so that's going to be it for our Alabama uh, review, as, as, as fun as that was. Uh, and we have uh, just a few things here on Western Michigan. Um, if you're just a casual college football fan, which maybe some of you guys are, uh, you may not have heard of Western Michigan before, um, but just a few years ago, 2016, they made it to the Cotton Bowl after a 13-1 season. Um, they Since then, they've been, they've been pretty average. They've made it to a bowl game in uh, three of their past six seasons um, under head coach Tim Lester. He's, uh, he was fired at the end of last season. Now Lance Taylor is their head coach. Um, 
their biggest win in recent memory, uh, other than that, you know, obviously 2016 season, um, was a 44-41 win against Pitt in 2021. In that same year, Pitt won the ACC, and uh, their quarterback, Kenny Pickett, was a Heisman finalist. So it wasn't just some, like, crap Pitt team. It was it was their best team ever. Um, well, that might not be true. I think Pitt they may have, like, seven national championships. Yeah, I forgot about that. I forgot about that. Um, <laughs> best one of this this century, maybe. Um, I think I think that's that's right. Um, but yeah, so this is their first year under head coach Lance Taylor. There are two and three this year. Uh, they have wins over Ball State and St. Francis, which sounds like a school you only hear about in March. Um, and yeah, they they have played two Power Five teams up to this point and got blown out by both of them, 48-7 to by Syracuse and 41-10 uh, to by Iowa. So Iowa um, does not score 41 points. Um, that, is, that is not what Iowa does to teams. Yeah, so I, I think we're safe. Um, we, we are 21-point 20, favorites or something like that, so Vegas believes in us. Um, but do, do we? Probably so, um, but yeah, I mean th- we're we're their last Power Five team, so um, uh, that they'll play. So they're 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 stacking them early, and then they they might turn into a pretty decent team in the MAC later. I don't I have no idea. Um, not really interested in what Western Michigan does from here on out. But um, that's that's what I have on the Broncos. Um, yeah, got anything to add? Nope. All right. <laughs> Well, then that will move us into our week six pick em. Uh Last week, uh, Taylor Garvey, Denton's wife, uh, shocked the nation by going 10-0. She was one of two people that sit in her picks and picked Ole Miss. So um, that she won that game, obviously, and then won uh, the other night as well. So uh, congratulations, Taylor. And um, you know the, the winner these past three weeks is staying in the Garvey name. So... Um, Hunter and in our uh, little contest we have going on, Hunter took a two-game lead uh, last weekend after he went nine and one, and I went seven and three. So um, I'm just a ball knower. <laughs> so the season uh, standings are at Hunter at thirty-five and fifteen, and at me at thirty-three and seventeen after five weeks and fifty games. So um, Hunter, I'm going to let you start off with game number one for us. Yeah, um, and before we get into these, uh, there's a lot of differences in this. Um, Yeah, there really are. I think we're we're different. Good week of football here. Um, Yeah. Yeah, so we're starting out. um, Yeah, number 12 Oklahoma versus number three Texas uh, at the Cotton Bowl. Um, I'm excited to watch this one. Uh, Oklahoma looks really good. All their stats are great and everything, and then you look at who they've played, and it makes you question them a little bit, the close game against mm-hmm. Cincinnati. Um, yeah, um, I'm going Texas in this one. I think Texas is maybe the best team in the nation right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. this will be a good chance to prove it. It's a, a game that's uh, a five-and-a-half-point uh, spread, Texas's way, and they won this game 49-0 to last year, so... Um, Oklahoma's really done a lot in a short amount of time, but I, I do think Texas will take this one. So. Okay. Uh, next, we have the um, Battle of the Tigers. 
Number 23, LSU, at number 21, Mizzou. Um, this, this is the uh, movable move, object versus um, high-speed train. Uh, Mizzou has like a top five passing offense by, by efficiency. And then LSU, um, we saw what happened to them last week and what has been happening mm-hmm. to them um, recently. I'm going to go Mizzou here. Let's get weird. Yeah, I don't really know why I'm continuing to be a believer in, in LSU. I think it's just the name, LSU. Um, I I want the Mizzou magic to continue happening, but I, I am going to pick LSU in this game just, cause, just because of their name, I guess. Okay. I, 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 did, I did sit and watch them, you know, give up. Hunt just oh, what is probably over six hundred yards to to Ole Miss the other day, and I'm still picking them. So Ole Miss had three hundred yards, uh, three hundred plus yards passing, and three hundred plus yards rushing. It's that's crazy. that's so that's so fun. Yeah. Um, next game, num- battle for the SEC West, maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, number eleven Alabama versus unranked Texas A&M. Um, you, you know, normally the the unranked team wouldn't be favored um, here. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, things are getting a little bit weird. Um, there's some there's some weird stuff with Milrow. Maybe he has a hamstring. That's been going all, all over Twitter. And uh, the lines moved four points, so now Texas A&M is favored. Um, I think A&M's the better team. I don't yeah. know what position group Alabama is better than A&M at. Yeah. Um in a couple of weeks ago, a Wagman went down, and you thought that might be the might be the end of it for A and M, especially after they've already lost to Miami. You know, second loss could be could be really big for him. But Max Johnson might be the guy. So um, Texas A and M, as they usually do against Alabama, they're they're probably going to play their game of the year, and Alabama just might not be very good this year. So both of those things are going to combine, and uh, I think A and M is going to win this one too. So. Okay. Um. This one's a little bit fun. Um, number 24, Fresno State at Wyoming. If this was an expanded playoff year, this would probably go a long way in deciding who gets into the playoffs, um, being that um, sixth highest-ranked um, conference champion. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, this, this is going to be a fun one. Um, at Wyoming, uh, we discovered hard place to play. So mm-hmm. I, I think I'm going Wyoming here, um, picking against Fresno State for maybe the first time ever. Like yeah, and I'm, I, you're not going to pick them, so I'll do it for you. I'm going to I'm going to pick Fresno State to win this one. Uh, I know Wyoming was the was the talk after Week One for beating Texas Tech, but um, Fresno State. I've heard nothing but good things from. I have not watched a single second of them playing football, but um, you know, I always hear you talking about them, so they must be. I just enjoy Fresno State. I'm picking yeah. against them. Yeah, I'm, 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 that that'll be another one we disagree on. So I'll, I'm picking Fresno State there. Do you want to do the back half? Sure, you got it. All right, so game number five, we got number twenty Kentucky at number one Georgia. We've seen Georgia stumble in just about every game they've played this year, but uh, last week was probably their biggest stumble yet, as they uh, came down to the wire against Auburn. They were able to get a win uh, with Brock Bowers having just game of his life, um, but. Playing against Kentucky this week, uh, Kentucky is undefeated and looking really good, uh, but I'm, I'm still taking Georgia in this one. Yeah, this is the um, 
seems like every year. Kentucky is undefeated. Kentucky's good. Will they make the jump? Oh, now they're on the road. Um, yeah, uh, sorry about that, Kentucky. You're a different team uh, away from yeah, from, from your home yeah. fans. So. Sometimes they're number nine when this game happens. Sometimes they're number 12. This time they're number 20, so it doesn't seem like uh, that, that kind of game for them, but it is. When, when um, the Pac-12 is taking up like nine spots, I mean. Yeah, for real. <laughs> Number twenty uh, is the new number nine. So yeah, I'm 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 going Georgia here. Okay, gotcha. All right, game number six. We have number ten Notre Dame uh, coming off that win uh, against Duke last week at number twenty five Louisville, who is just at least been a shock to me. I don't know if it's been a shock to everybody, but they're undefeated and ranked now. Uh, so Notre Dame at Louisville. Who do you have in this one? Um, yeah, Notre Dame um, coming off of back to back really emotional games. Um, Two weeks ago, the Ohio State game at home, they were they weren't able to win that one. Went down to the wire, and then last week at Duke, um, Duke is super scrap like scrappy team. Um, yeah. Did Did you watch the video of like they did like all like the coaches' headsets during like their cinematic of the two minute warning? No, I didn't. And it was just the full thing. It was what the awesome. heck. Yes, it was like their cinematic recap, and it was just that two minute warning. Fantastic. Um. If anyone out there hasn't seen it, please go watch it. It's great. College football's the best. Um, but coming off of two back-to-back um, emotional games like that, and then going mm-hmm. at Louisville, uh, I'm gonna take Louisville here. Uh, is Louisville good? I have no clue. This is, you know, the part of the year where there's an ACC team that's randomly ranked. Don't know if they've played anyone who matters, and they they just get a win. So. Yeah. I know coming off the the two emotional games, uh, coming off it was college game day for both of those. Yeah. Yeah. So just a, a ton of hype surrounding both of those. There's going to be less hype in these, uh, and I, and I think they'll benefit from that. Um, so I'm gonna, I'm going to take Notre Dame I, again. It's it's surprising to me that Louisville is in this position right now. Um, so I, I I'm just going to call them out for being phony. So. Okay. Um, all right. Game number seven. We have number. Three. Number 13, Washington State, uh, as the underdog against an unranked UCLA team in the Rose Bowl, um, or at the Rose Bowl, not in the Rose Bowl. That might be confusing. Um, so, yeah, um, I'm really not sure why Washington State is is the underdog here, and I'm going to take them to, to win. So. Yeah. Um, th- this is a weird one that we agreed on. UCLA, um, last week they struggled uh, against um, Utah and I think Utah was playing like three quarterbacks and mm-hmm. doing a bunch of weird stuff. And, uh, I, 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 for the life of me, I don't know why UCLA is favored here. <laughs> like, I, I, I can't explain it. Yeah. So I will be going Washington State here. It's it's that home field advantage, Hunter. What There's home field no advantage? <laughs> Four thousand people in the in the Rose Bowl is not an advantage. All right, so we both agree on that one. Moving on, game number eight, we have Arkansas at number 16, Ole Miss. Um, I'll start us off here. I There's just going to be some sort of voodoo magic that's going on. Um, Arkansas, obviously in the past, we've had the 4th and 25. Uh, more recently, we've had the, the 52-51 game that Ole Miss actually did end up winning, uh, but just a crazy game. Um, last year, I think Arkansas went up 42-6 to at one point against Ole Miss, who at the time, I mean, 
had, had lost a couple games in a row and still had quite a bit to play for. Um, I, I never understand this game. Truly never understand it. Um, for that reason, you know, Ole Miss coming off of a, their biggest win in the Lane Kiffin era, and I'm picking Arkansas to beat them, at, beat them in Oxford. Yeah, um, if this was at Arkansas, I would be picking Arkansas, but I think Ole Miss just has momentum after getting that signature win for Lane. Um, yeah. kind of changes the whole outlook of the program. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, if he lost those two pretty quick and then had Georgia coming up uh, later, um, that was going to be a tough one to swallow there. But I'll go yeah. Ole Miss here. All right, uh, and then game number nine, we have UCF at Kansas, um, a, a random Big 12 matchup. Doesn't feel like it should be, but um, yeah, UCF coming off of a loss, a one-point loss against Baylor, and then they Kansas. They absolutely blew that game. Did you see like the score? I never, I didn't know. Um, I think, let, 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 me, let me, oh yeah, here it is. Let me find the scoring summary here. Okay. Baylor was uh, UCF was up thirty five to seven in the third, uh, like midway through the third. What? Yes. What? And then lost thirty six to thirty five. Mm-hmm. Yep. What the heck? I, I don't. I don't know. I, I don't get it. <laughs> so both of these teams coming off very different losses. UCF, uh, obviously, that just brutal loss, and then Kansas uh, getting blown out uh, by Texas forty to fourteen. Um, so I, I'm, I'm really just taking Kansas here just cause they're the home team. I'd be doing the same thing if it was, if it was in Orlando. Um, I, I'm taking UCF here because of Gus Malzahn. All right. There you go. Yeah, it's good enough reason for anybody. All right. And then game number 10, it's America's game of the week. We have, uh, Western Michigan traveling to Starkville to face Mississippi state. State's trying to, uh, snap a three game losing skid. And um, what a what a more perfect time to do it than right now. Two Western top Michigan. fourteen teams in their conferences. I. It has to be true. I mean, it is. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I could not care less about the players of the game, but I'll give you a score prediction. I think that we'll win thirty-eight to. Seventeen. Okay, that's very close to mine. I was going forty-eight, seventeen. Okay. Yeah, I don't. I'm not. I don't have the, the highest of hopes about it, but that's that's what I got. Thirty-eight, seventeen. You have a forty-eight, seventeen. Do you want to do players of the game? Uh yeah. Why not? I I can I can meme. Okay. Uh, offense. I'll go Mike Wright. Um. Offense. I'll go. Um. Let me scroll, 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 scroll. Uh, let me find someone who looks. Needs the, the player of the game real quick. Oh, don't worry, I'm getting pop-ups on our own website. Um, hmm, who'd, who'd be a fun one here? Um, uh, give me Creed, uh, maybe. Yeah, yeah. All right. Yeah, Creed. And then uh, defensively, you start this one. Oh, man, man, you got me right there. Um. Give me uh, who's who's a good choice here? Uh, picked picked Hayes Hammond before. Um, this is this is the best podcasting ever. 
Mm-hmm. Um, Nobody's listening right now. Yeah. Um, give me Isaac Smith. Okay. I'm just going to go Jet Johnson because I think it'd be fun. All right. So that's our uh, <laughs> that's our score predictions and players of the week um, that mean nothing. Um, sure you don't want to run through the AI motivation again? I, I'm, I'm brothers. I think I'm okay. Um, <laughs> huge wrestling fan over here. Um, whoa, whoa, right. spoilers. Whoa, could have, whoa, could have been sorry. a boxer. Maybe so. Maybe so. Could have been a jewel, jewelry store owner, a jeweler. Steps, steps, and in, steps into the ring. I don't know. Um, <laughs> that's gonna move us into our Instagram questions. Uh, thank you guys so much for sending those. Uh, it's one of the very few things we have to look forward to. Um, on these podcasts every week. And so uh, just love love getting to, to answer these. First question comes from Jess Cooley. That it says, if Ole Miss wins out and beats Georgia, college football playoffs? Well, winning out uh, would mean beating Georgia since Georgia's on their schedule. Um, but Ole Miss doesn't have, uh, they, they don't control their own destiny. So, um who, who knows what would happen if, if they won out but didn't go to the SEC championship game. They might control their own destiny after this week. It's very possible, yeah. Yeah. Wait, would they? Yeah, if A&M wins and then Ole Miss beats A&M. Uh, no. But Alabama Alabama's would stop still tiebreaker. Need yeah, they need another loss. So <laughs> That's crazy. Um, oh, and then that? would that have A and M number one? Yeah. Yeah. No? <laughs> they lost to Ole Miss. No, it wouldn't. Oh, how does that work? That may go to Ole Miss. I'm not sure how that. Regardless, it wouldn't be after this week. How would that tie work? Well, surely something else would happen if they all three beat each other. I don't know. No, we don't have to worry about we it. Just, we just give Mizzou the West bid. <laughs> uh, and then our, our last question here comes from Brooks Taylor. New predictions for the year. Four and eight. Yeah, we touched on that earlier. Four and eight. <laughs> and any anything better than that, it's just we just get to be happy for a week. If this um, team wins six games, I'll throw a party. Yeah, I'll extend Zach. Every, every listener case. is invited to the party if we win six games. Yeah. Okay. If you send this clip after we won six games, come to the party. All expenses paid, except for exactly. like your travel expenses. Yeah, we don't we don't cover those. When those aren't covered. All right. Or medical so that's expenses. Gonna, <laughs> that's gonna do it for our Instagram questions. Um, legal yeah. expenses. I can't stand you. Um, that's going to do it for the Instagram questions and for the podcast. And uh, once again, thank you guys so much for listening. I know it's it's not fun to watch these football games, and it's not fun to listen to podcasts after your team loses a football game, um, especially when the podcast hosts are just being sarcastic the whole time. But we have a ton of fun doing this, and I uh, hope you have a ton of fun listening to it. So for Hunter 2, I'm Jack Taylor, and thanks for listening to Going for Two.
people's phones yesterday at like (laughs) one seventeen. It's one eighteen, dummy. I did the thing where I said for Hunter two. I'm I'm Jack Taylor. Yeah, that that was pretty good. Um, welcome to the after show. Um. Luke, close your ears, because we're about to talk about you. What, what, what do we have on the table today? Um, I'm I bet Luke can't even solve a Rubik's Cube. I'm going to play a game of listen to the sound and tell me what it is. Mm-hmm. It's your wedding ring. Yep. Um, all right, I'll do one. Is that an AirPods case? Nope, just an AirPod. <laughs> oh, the, okay. <laughs> <laughs> that, hand up. I think I get that. All right. Yeah, one more sound for you. Okay. No idea. A hole puncher? It sound like a hole punch. It's not a hole punch. It is a Rubik's cube. Oh. <laughs> um, well, let me see if I can find anything. This, this is obscure. Why is it in that pattern? This is me opening and closing it repeatedly. Um, like a Tupperware container. Dude, I have no idea. It's oh, oh this this sound making it. Hold on, let me turn this up a little bit. What do you think? I am clueless. This is a Nintendo 3DS. <laughs> How could you not get that? I have no idea. All right, uh, that was the after show. Thanks, everyone.